It's a Christmas miracle. So I guess let's kind of get a little bit to it, which is, you know, we had a feeling that this was going to be, I, I get, well, let's just say this for anybody who's joined us. Welcome to Squares of the Roundtable podcast. We are recording this for our podcast. So if people want to hang out and check, or raise your hand and be a part of the show, you can. Uh, we are going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, which is, um, and we're going to probably be talking about it in a spoilery way. There so will you, be spoilers. Right. So if you have not seen it, you should probably book out. This is your, this is kind of your warning. Uh, and we'll kind of mention that to people who are popping in and out of Clubhouse. Uh, we are live on Clubhouse today. We usually are on Mondays. So if you want to, you know, if one of these times you want to join us and you want to ask questions or you want to be a part of the conversation, you always can. So that's that's that. But I guess let's start with the, you know, we knew it was going to be big. Well, let me go back again. My name is Jeff Stein. With me is Mike Boyle. Howdy. Uh, We are on episode number. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One hundred and seventy eight. Is that where we're at? Okay. Mm hmm. That's where we're at. Okay. I believe. The number now I've heard two numbers, Mike. I've heard two hundred and sixty four million domestically. I've heard two hundred and fifty three domestically. I know I've heard the worldwide number is somewhere around five hundred and eighty seven million. That's good, right? Is that is that, that a lot? That's <laughs> uh considering the fact that even before the pandemic These would have been good numbers even before these, the pandemic. These, these numbers, based just on the numbers that they are, put it as a top three opening of all time. Well, when all when uh, when the tickets dropped, I know it broke Fandango for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked by any of this. I, I, I you know, we we've talked about this for months now, which is, you know, let, let's let's put this in perspective, which is there hasn't been anything really out there where everybody was like, gotta see it, have to see it. And, and, and let's take it a couple other directions. One, you know, there are been, there have been some movies where it's like, Oh, I got to see that movie. Okay. Thankfully it's on HBO max or simultaneously. Yeah. Right. Simultaneously. The only other time there's been a movie where we're like, got to see it. And it's been like that was the initial release of black widow and, and, and so, uh, really, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I had a friend of mine who came with us, um, Matt, who was a Captain America fan. He wanted to yeah. see, he saw Ghostbusters Afterlife in the theater last month. And okay, he said he it was really? great. He liked it. Well, you know, honestly, I'm waiting for it to be on demand. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Hmm. But, but the point being is, you know, there have been really... They set their expectations not, pretty low after Shang-Chi and the Eternals. And it broke their expectations. It exceeded, well, not, far exceeded their expectations for opening weekend. I, I just don't understand how anybody didn't see this coming. And and the reason I say that is, okay, you're not releasing it on any other streaming service. And unlike unlike HBO and, and Disney, Spider-Man is not going to get released in 45 days. Okay, I don't know where so and as it is, I don't know where Sony's going to put it. I don't think it's Netflix. Um, usually they put their stuff on Stars, but it takes forever or Epics, one of the two. I can't remember which it is. Okay, so it's not going to a streaming service anytime soon. 
If anything, it might go video on demand, but that might take a little bit of time. Yeah. Are so, either so, of the Tom Holland Spider-Mans on Disney Plus? No. Okay. No, they are not. That's what I mean. So, I mean, that that that's definitely a factor in all this. Just like I laugh because it's like, I know it's weird because Spider-Verse is on Netflix or was on Netflix at one point, but I don't believe, I don't believe that either Homecoming or No Way Home, or No Way Home, I'm not No Way Home, Far From Home are on Netflix. I, I don't believe either of them are there. So really in reality, you know, that's the one thing with Sony is that they haven't had a streaming service partner to do that kind of stuff with. And so I think that, I mean, for some of us, I mean, like me, that big, that factored in huge, which is, okay, I'm going to have to see it in the theater because I don't know when it's going to come available to, for me to watch it unless I wait for, you know, on demand with Xfinity. And that, even Variety, even the, the article in Variety did mention that a lot of Marvel fans wanted to go so they didn't have to avoid spoilers in the coming days. Right. Well, that's, and, and it's funny, you know, we talked about this last week. We talked about it last week where it was like, you know, if you, it's funny, you said about staying off Facebook and I laughed because I was like, ah, Facebook is usually the one that I don't have to really worry about. And literally the next day after we got done having the conversation, I'm seeing reviews pop up and they don't say spoiler free. Mm. And I'm like, Jerks. It's Tuesday. It's like, and by the way, it's big publications. And I'm like, I'm like, it's Tuesday. It's not released in anywhere in North America yeah. until Thursday. Come on, guys. I mean, seriously. I mean, at least put down if it's spoiler free or not, because they certainly weren't writing on headlines or anything along those lines. Now, later on, I saw someone that said spoiler free, but. You know, I mean, I hate to say it. I don't know how you can talk about the movie and and in and, and any way spoiler free. I just don't know how you do it. There's too many aspects that happen on in the second half of the movie where you can talk, where you could Where um, you've got characters that are not in any of the trailers. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm with you. So... Like I said, I, I guess you and I might be the only ones who weren't shocked by this number. I do laugh that everyone thinks Hollywood is "quote unquote" back after one movie. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I, first, anything... before you get into the film, um, mm-hmm. we'll get into a, some personal experiences. Of course, I went Friday night amidst the assholes and elbows. Oh, me too. And our theater was was quite full like over 80%, but people knew that this was a long film and we had, I had crowds trickling in during the trailers because maybe because the concession line was super long and I did not get my nachos, sad face. Mm. But uh, yeah, this, that people knew that the, the, this was going to be a long run. This was two and a half hours plus the trailers, plus, you know, having to sit through all the credits. But yeah, our well, theater was funny. full and everyone, everyone I saw, of course, until everyone sat down, then everyone was had their masks on. So so I thought it was interesting because I sent you a private text and I contemplated it, but I came to a conclusion I was going to send it to you because I literally, in the trailer section, was like, I really am only waiting around here 
because supposedly there's a Doctor Strange tra- trailer. And, and there was. And there was. And I, it's funny. We talked about this. It's like, watch, it'll be at the end of the movie, which is exactly where it is. And that's the only reason I texted you was I'm like, you can go to the bathroom during the trailers. The Doctor Strange trailer is at the end. And yeah, I hate well, After the, 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 we'll I, get into I the post, it. we'll get into detail in the right. post credit scenes later. Right. But I, I hated ruining it for you, but I'm like, I know how I was, which was like, it was like, I did go to a bath, I did go to the bathroom during the trailers and then I was fine. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to like shoot you a note. Cause I was like, you can go to the bathroom and, at the beginning of the trailer in the trailer section, you're not going to miss the Dr. Strange trailer. Right. Right. It's not there. Yeah. It's you, not there. You caught the Thursday matinee. And, and I it was, was packed at, asses and elbows. Yeah, and I was at it, the Friday was, night premiere. Right, I it was packed asses and elbows. I will tell you that I was surprised that there is, there was no social distancing in seats. Well, no, um, that that's dead. That's well, gone. Th- was this one of the major chains or was this a regular? Yeah, this is AMC. Okay, I went to the Regal, and then another one was the the Sunday matinee with my buddy Ray. Uh, that was one of the smaller ones because this was like a twelve forty mm-hmm. p.m. Sunday matinee, and mm-hmm. our little there was one of the little theaters because it was a matinee, and that one mm-hmm. was nearly full. I mean, we got two seats between the handicap seats, so, mm-hmm. but we got in. We're too. Well, it wasn't too bad. Was well, as far as like being close to the screen. But well, I'll be honest. I that's where I was sitting. Is down in that section because yeah. my with my body type, it's easier for me to sit there, and I get I need more leg room and. Yeah. And I can raise a, I can raise a thing and not have to worry. Yeah, not to worry um, about someone I, walking in front of you. Right? Yeah, the other things. Uh, the other thing was, okay, though, the nice part was at least there was a seat between me and the one other person. But if it had been any closer, I would have not been so happy. But um, yeah, and it's funny because I was, I, I waited till a lot of the asses and elbows left, and pretty much it was empty. And it's like, oh look, it doesn't look like you're sanitizing at all anymore. Okay, good to know. So I I know, you know I I don't that's gonna I'll be honest that that's gonna factor in in the future about if I decide I want to go to the movies again anytime soon in the future. You know, yeah, I got that, a couple of things. I tell I, I I saw the movie twice and I mm-hmm. talked to family members and they were like, nope, I'll wait for the wait to see it on TV. Uh, yeah, there's some I got some family members who are like, nope, I'm I'll wait. Don't want to go yet. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like I said, Spider-Man was the first thing all year. And I, I, I contemplated going for Ghostbusters, and I'm just like... Yeah, me too. Nah, I, I think I'll wait till it comes on video on demand in the house, and I'll watch it that way. But, yeah, it was packed. I mean, in fairness, it was nice because people were excited, and that made it yeah, sort of fun. We, we missed the movie-going experience with a bunch of strangers. I missed it. Um, Especially for a movie yeah. like this where... We were, you know, cheering and laughing and gasping, and it was great. Yeah. Um, so so before yeah. we get into the film, do you want do you want to touch on any of the trailers that we saw? I'm trying to remember what the trailers. We were. got the full trailer for Morbius. That I think that's been out for. Yeah. A while. Yeah. The one thing about the Morbius trailer that I continue to be confused by, especially now, is. There's one part of the Morbius trailer where he walks by a wall and there's a picture of Spider-Man and it says murderer. And, you know, be an old newspaper that someone hung up there a long time ago. Well, but here's the interesting part is, is that 
in theory, this is part of, I don't know, this. I mean, is this MCU? Because what's-his-name's in it? Michael Keaton, and it seems like he might be playing the Vulture. I don't know if he's the same character He might character be, or not. I, I don't, well, that's also the part that's unclear. Yeah, we don't know yet if he's going to be the play, to play the same character as he did in the MCU. I mean, it sounds like he might be. Yeah, I'm we think not, that we might. Again, this is the part where I'm kind of like, is this MCU? Is this not MCU? And or how does this work? Um, that's I think that's the most interesting part about the Morbius thing. I, I don't know. I'll ask you: Are are you interested? Really interested in a Morbius movie? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Okay, this looks like a vampire movie with a bit of a anti-hero twist to it. So here's the irony about Morbius. Ever, again, I've never been a fan of the character. And when I have thought about the character, I always think about Blade. And Blade is not going to be an option in any sort of Morbius movie. Unless unless they make an agreement and Blade shows up at some point. Um, and, I, and, and by the way, they're still working on putting together that new Blade movie. Because, I, God, I can never pronounce that guy's name. Um, the new guy who's playing Blade. It was like the two-time Oscar, oh, I, Oscar yeah, winner I guy. I can't remember his name. He's really, really a great actor. Um, but they haven't even started with that. So, you know, I, I, I think that's part of my problem, too, is I think about Morbius, I think about Blade. Um, but I think they've than, shelved than the trailer. I think they've shelved Blade, the Blade reboot, or the continuation. No, they Is haven't. It still on the books? Okay. No, no, they, it, it's just taking a lot. It's just okay. taking longer. No, no. They they named they named what's his name? God, I can't remember pronounce his name. Malawi or something like. I can't. Hmm. Um, I can't pronounce his name. Is the problem? I know the like, guy from the green. The guy from the Green Book. The black guy from the Green Book. Yeah, the guy I, who played uh, the yeah. piano player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. That's that's who they got. Okay. And so, no offense, but Marvel's not giving up on anything with that. You know, we got a two-time Oscar winner. We're gonna we're gonna make that happen. It's just a matter of you know, you know uh, when more than if. So so let's see what else. I got of course Sing comes out this week. Sing yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to see it, but again, I'm after yeah. after Spider Man. I'm like, no thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm good for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm like okay. I, I, have, I saw have you had the, the have you had the urge to see Spider Man again? To catch like like Easter eggs and a little stuff you missed, it's tempting, but yeah. I gotta be honest. I think I can wait a little bit. I think I think if I do, I think it'll be a little while. No. I don't think I need to go out immediately and go watch it. And that that might be my real trick about going to the movies at this point is pick a movie that I know has been out a few weeks that I know nobody's practically going to be at. Like I'm thinking that's the way I go see maybe West Side Story in the theater. If it's still there. I mean, it's flopped so badly, it may not be. But I almost feel like that's the better... That's the way I'm going to have to handle some of this, is look for where I can get... Like, I don't know if Ghostbusters is still in the theaters. I think yeah, it, it is. It is. Is it? Okay. I didn't really look, to be perfectly honest. I'm trying to remember what else was in terms of trailers. Uh, um, we got... Um, this one with Channing Tatum and a dog. Oh, we like didn't the, get that. I don't think we got that. Well, maybe I, I, was I got the bad that one. one. It was like looks like a 
Um, oh, we uh, did. We did. I figured. Good looking guy and a dog. Feel good kind of movie. Yeah, I remember that. And another one where we got um, Zachary Levi as the extreme football player. He's gonna like uh-huh. like the arena football based on a true mm. story where he tried to get out, trying to make it to the round the NFL. Oh, but... the Kurt Warner thing. Yeah. The Kurt Warner story. Yeah. Okay. And like I'm yeah. halfway through the trailer, I'm like. Oh yeah, that's Shazam. <laughs> yeah, so Kurt Warner became Shazam. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else did we I get know for there trailers? Was the one, there, I know there's the one about some sort of asteroid or something or something. Or yeah. oh, I'm sorry, not asteroid. The the moon thing. Yeah. The moon thing that I'm like. I yeah, roll. I'm not paying for that. I'll watch it later, but. I'm not paying for this. Another um, Michael Bay movie with... Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? The Mysterio and... Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And some other guy where they're in an ambulance. Its name is... That's in a movie. And name of the movie is Ambulance. Oh, And it like, yeah. looks like a Michael Bay movie. Yep. It's like, at least he's staying in his lane. <laughs> so. It's speed, but an ambulance. <laughs> right. I don't... He's got a cop. There's a wounded cop and there's a, you know... Good-looking nurse in ambulance, and yeah, and explosions and car chases and cars flipping and yep, and guns and yep, it's Michael Bay. So good on him. Again, I mean, yeah. my my problem my problem at this point is what is going to make me want to sit through this with 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 a mask on and dealing with this bullshit that I'm willing to sit for a couple hours this way and and. That's now the new threshold, and a lot of this stuff. The answer is no, no thanks. Not yeah. gonna do it. Didn't and, see and anybody, did... you know. So everybody wore a mask in the lobby, and everyone was mm-hmm. there was a long line for concessions. And like, nope, because we had like got like stopped at like Jersey Mike's before uh, mm. the movie, so wasn't hungry. But I'm like, yeah, I could have gone for some nachos, but I didn't. So, uh, but everyone wore a mask. Uh, of course, when the house lights came down and the movie started, I just pulled it over my nose. So I could mm-hmm. breathe a little better. And then when the house lights, when the credits started rolling, then my, I pulled up my mask, so to speak, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, finished until I, you know, so until we were I'll be time. honest. I had, I picked up some Reese, uh, pack of Reese's Pieces at a ridiculous size box of pop, uh, 12 of popcorn. Ridiculous. And, and obviously I had the soda. And I'll be honest, I think, you know, I was taking my time. I, I think there was a good period of time where I didn't have my mask on just simply because it was like, it was funny. There were times where it's like, I'd have my mask on and I'd be eating inside my mask with the popcorn. But <laughs> you just like, the popcorn under it, like under your well, chin? Well, no, I would like open the mask, eat mm-hmm. the popcorn, close the mask back up, eat the popcorn. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> where I'm like literally eating the popcorn. You're but chewing. Like the mask is up. Yeah, you're, yeah, I'm okay. chewing. Um, but like, I, I'll tell you, like I had popcorn almost all the way. And this is rare because usually I destroy this stuff. But I had popcorn literally practically to almost near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was doing that quite a bit, quite often. Um, but again, and, that's what... Yeah. So, know. and of course, then I saw that M&M's commercial, which is like nine years old, where it's like, it's like a place like a movie trailer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dumb. And of course, uh, there was this new Chevrolet commercial and... I got the feels. Oh, 
So then there's the there's the and I've seen this before. The that AMC. Well, I can't. See, you guys, I didn't get it. So AMC did an ad with Nicole Kidman about talking about talking about um, you know how about you know how it's not really a movie unless you've gone to the movies kind of thing. And no, it's I didn't like, get that one now. Right, because you didn't. You weren't an AMC. No, uh, and I can't remember the exact wording, but. I was a little bit like, fuck you. No. So, I went to <laughs> went to the Gurney Mills Theater on Sunday, and the mm. CEO of Marcus Films had a little speech sitting in the theater saying, mm. isn't it great to be in the movies? Thanks for coming. Thanks for choosing our, our chain, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough couple of years or whatever. So that was interesting. But that was the only, like, true message where I like, thanks for, you know, coming back after all these months of <laughs> being indoors. But I was in. Yeah. I didn't get the Nicole Kidman one. I didn't get to an. AMC. Well, it, it, I think that's the funny part is there is this push. Some of it's by the theater companies. Some of it's by movie theater by by people who create movies because you know movies are meant to be seen in a theater, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and there's a definite push amongst the Hollywood entertainment media to push that narrative. And and it kind of pisses me off because they've purposely gone after companies who this past year decided to release them simultaneously. And it's like, hey, assholes, it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. And P.S. Um, Project Popcorn, is, which is what HBO Max called it when they decided to do what they did, was a huge success for HBO Max. Huge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely huge. And that's the part that they forget to talk about is, oh, well, at her box office. Yeah, but go look at HBO Max's and numbers. Warner and Brothers uh, films in general. Right. You know, I mean. It translated example. to more viewership at home. And the people who wanted to see it in the theater still could. Yep. For the and most perfect part. Example, perfect example. I know you're not a Matrix 4 fan or a Matrix Yeah, fan. I saw that trailer for the Matrix um, Resurrection or whatever it was, the fourth one. Right. But, you know, and that's out that's out this week. And it's yep. like, hey, guess what? I don't have to go to the theater to watch it. I'll watch it from home. And and I'm very happy about that. You know, um, and it's funny because you said you're like, oh, I'm not interested. My reaction is, hey, you know what? I'm getting it on HBO Max. I, see it for free. I don't have to. Right. Exactly. I don't have to go to the theater for this. Right. You know. All right. Cool. Great. Um, it's funny because I think I don't know how much. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen with all this Omicron yeah. stuff because because things could change very, very quickly yeah. again. Um, so I guess we so, can get into the film. Um, yeah, where where do you... I guess here's the question. Well, where, the, I mean, where do you really want to start? The start. Um, well, let's start at the beginning. An excellent place to start. Yeah. The, the film begins immediately following the events of Far From Home, right. where it's like right when... J. Jonah Jameson is on a big screen TV in Times Square and telling everyone that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And Peter says, oh, shit. And yep. and all of a sudden, he, the first thing he does is looks down to Zendaya. Or, I mean, to MJ. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we get everyone back. Uh, all the actors uh, from the first one. So then so, there's a there's an opening chase. There's an opening chase that leads to back to his mom and dad to his uh, Aunt May's apartment. And... Can we stop there for a second? Yeah. Here's something I still don't understand. 
Okay, so we know that we know we there was a part at the end of the second movie where we know Mysterio was recording all that stuff, and we kind of know that one of his guys doctored it. Okay, yeah, obviously because he'd never executed because Peter never you know said execute them all. Right. You know. Right. Well, he did. Well, he did, but not about that. Right. Not about that. So, 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 the part I don't get is, I mean, here's here's the thing. I get who sent it to J. Jonah Jameson and how he got it. I don't understand the purpose or point. Maybe just it spite. Like, because, well, is it just Mysterio, spite? he was a petty man. Yeah, but it wasn't Mysterio. It was one of his guys. Yeah. Could have been and, just, yeah. I mean, what's the, I just feel like there need, there, there's, there should be more to this than this. And, and maybe that's just me being crazy, but it's like, it doesn't feel very Marvel for some Marvel because they're usually pretty good about stuff like this. It's like, okay, they did it just to do it. And, and, and so I'm like, kind of like, well, they wanted to leave, they wanted to end the movie on a cliffhanger. And this was, it was a big one mm-hmm. because the plot demands it. That's mm-hmm. why it happened. So we've got the scene where the chase, because now traffic copters are following Peter and yeah. MJ around the city. And they make it to Aunt May's apartment where, uh-oh, Aunt May and Happy have broken up. Yep. And right that I immediately right when Happy, Hogan, and Aunt May are breaking it up. And she mm-hmm. was kind of okay with it, and he's not. And he's getting, you know, he's kind of figuring out, trying to figure out why. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they, they, they're, Peter's getting his spider suit off. He's pulling all the blinds down and the TV's on breaking news and he see their apartment. Well, you like, missed the part where literally they think they're in the middle of having sex. Yeah. 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 I didn't room. see nothing. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Where she says, yeah, he crawls in through the window all the time. I should check on that. And yeah, that was, it was, yeah, uh, obviously a, an awkward moment. And there's right, times it, like, it, that's it the same funny. thing. That's the thing. Yeah, it was funny, but there's, couple times in this film where we know our Marvel's in for the LOLs. And there's a couple times, though, especially what happens with Flash Thompson. He's just there to get a chuckle, and then he's gone. Uh, same thing with Happy a couple of times in this film. When I'm, you know, and I, I guess I'm okay with it. But it's just, it, it's part of the package when, you, well, when you're dealing with Marvel. Well, it's not only that. I mean, I, I do think there's a place for some of that, which is it brings back part of the fact that this is supposed to be a teenager. He is in high school. He is supposed to be a 17 year old kid. Yeah. Dealing with real world problems and and at the same time fighting these fantastic villains. Right. There should be moments like, yeah, and there are. And and for the most part, the comedy was balanced for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I will say, I agree with you. I I agree that flash Thompson. This movie almost could have done the, the movie almost could have done without him. Which is unfortunate. Which is really unfortunate. Yeah, he had some um, great moments in the first two films, and then he's just like, "Oh, now I'm, you know, he want I'm, he wants to be Spider-Man's is, best friend." The funny part is, and this is the part that I kind of find amusing. It would have been interesting to see Flash added to part of their Scooby Gang. It would have been an interesting dynamic to add the to add Flash Thompson. Yeah, sort of like a, you know, junior member, you know. Right. Like, 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 and watch him have to get indoctrinated to all this stuff. Yeah. And And, just, and and just not just need him just for 
for yeah. a couple of po- plot contrivances where it just had to get, find the the whoever the director from MIT or whatever for after the mixer. Right. Right. So and it's funny because there could have been some great moments to have somebody like Flash in something like this and have him do some things that would have been amusing or interesting. But, yeah, it just doesn't seem like that was in the cards. But for Um, for the the amount of character management this film has to do for the story, it does a great job. I would have liked to see a little bit. And of course, now. Now we have to. He's foreseeing the legal ramifications of. By the way, that book. Wait, wait. That book, the, the Flash book. Flash, oh yeah, we haven't got. We haven't got that far. Yeah. That now that's hysterical because that's taking a DC. Shot yeah, it's taking a jab at DC Flashpoint. for Flashpoint. Yeah. But that's that was hysterical, on that level, and not to mention the fact it's like, of all the people who could let who like, it's like that is hysterical. Where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna write this book. I'm going to write this book and, and, and it's, you know, and I'm selling yeah, it. He got that book published like, pretty fast, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Within like minutes. <laughs> it is funny though. Cause literally, cause like literally that is kind of how stuff like this goes in reality. That's what happens when stuff like yeah. this happens. Yeah. So the ramifications of Peter Parker being accused of murder, uh, he gets a lawyer and we get a character who we th- we pretty sure he was going to be in it, and he was in it for just that one scene. And we get Matt Murdock, played by Charlie Cox, from the Netflix mm. Daredevil. Yeah. So that was a good scene. That was well. Was fine. I would have liked to see one, more of him, though. Well, and he catches the one brick. Coming he catch. Out of the he caught the brick. Yeah, because the the, the like, court of public opinion and yeah. Right. He's, and it was really funny. Cause, yeah, it was good. Peter's that like, was a good scene. Peter's like sitting there. He's like. How did you do that? Uh, good. That's what good lawyers. Do. I'm a really good. Oh, lawyer. okay. Yeah, I'm a really good lawyer. or Something like that. It's like <laughs> that. That. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised that that was all we got. Of yeah. Murdoch. I was a little surprised. Uh, I thought maybe we might see him. You know, we might see him more as as the movie went on in some way, but. I guess that's good enough as a good place to introduce him. Um, I've heard rumblings that he might be a part of She-Hulk because, you know, keep in mind, she's, Jennifer Walters she's a lawyer. is a lawyer. Yeah. So that may be a direction where we might see Matt Murdock, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if that's that's yeah. what happens. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's nice to have, I mean, it was kind of an interesting week for for Daredevil fans because we'll get to that. But yeah. you know, at least you know you got it. It's clear that Marvel wants to be back in the Daredevil business. So there's there's that. Yeah. You know. So um, meanwhile, they have to go back to school, their senior year, and mm-hmm. meanwhile, their Ned and MJ and Peter are applying to schools and they're getting rejected because of. The controversy. Mm-hmm. And poor Ned doesn't, nobody cares about Ned. Uh, but he's still, because he's a, simply a friend of Peter Parker, that he's, mm-hmm. they don't want any part of him. You know, despite the grades. So, and of course they had to move, they had to get out of, uh, uh, out of Aunt Way's apartment because of the, the heat. You know, that they had mm-hmm. to follow the traffic, the, the news copters were there and, J. Jonah Jameson on his like his Infowars type website mm. where selling yeah. vitamin supplements. 
so they had to move in with Happy, and we don't see much of Happy um, in the apartment. But maybe he's he was because because of the breakup that he was willing to get somewhere else or whatever. Let them give them room. Uh, but anyway, so not getting ready, re- getting rejected from all these schools and. Peter, you know, in the Halloween, I guess she, she, they see some Halloween ornaments at the, or Halloween decorations at the coffee shop that MJ works at. And one of them looks like some kind of like spooky wizard. So mm-hmm. that's where Peter gets the idea to go to Bleacher Street and see Doctor Strange about the spell that will maybe if he can make the spell or that. Or first he asks him for the time stone. And, and, Doctor Strange says, no, we don't have the time stone anymore. And then there was this whole thing about Wong, where Wong wasn't just a lackey, where, where like the, the scene in Infinity War, where Wong's like, yeah, I got a buck and a half, you know, and mm-hmm. like, obviously like the. Uh, well, the problem is, is that you haven't seen. Shang-Chi. I haven't seen Chang-Chi. That's the, I, so there's, I, that's there's a, a I, that explained to me uh, in the in the parking lot after the film. Right. By, so there's some interesting stuff going on with Wong. Yeah. That has to do with Shang Chi. That now even more makes more questions when this conversation takes place about the fact that that really Wong is running the show and not Doctor. He's the Sorcerer Supreme, not not Doctor right. Strange. Not Doctor Strange. Right. And 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 it's interesting because it, like I said, I I don't want to spoil for you because you haven't seen Shang Chi yet. But yeah, there's there's a few sequences with Wong um, that make a little bit more sense now. And it makes a little bit more sense why it was Wong and it wasn't Doctor Strange um, in, in, in certain places. So, yeah, um, it, that, that definitely made things interesting. I was surprised. Yeah, well, they changed the scene, the exchange they had in the trailer where Wong was all like, don't do it. And then he walks through the portal and... You know, mm-hmm. we get a wink from Doctor Strange and they go and do it. But was mm-hmm. this one was all like, Wong was all like, keep me out of it. This You're dealing with dark shit. It's it's not going to, it might it might not go well. So. And by the way, that was interesting too, that Wong never shows back up after there is dark shit. There's clearly shit that's gotten fucked up, but Wong never shows back up again, which was interesting. Yeah. Of course, we're going to. And I was, that, also, I was a little surprised by that. Well, in the, about. In his defense, Strange was busy doing other things. Like when just when he contained the spell, mm-hmm. and then it was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go." You didn't even ask. So then, so Strange goes. They go down to the dungeon, pretty much, and he casts the spell. And this is in the trailer. So Doctor Strange casts a spell to make everyone forget, and then Peter realizes, "Oh no, everyone's gonna forget. No, no, MJ can't forget." And and Ned can't yeah. forget, and May can't forget, and then he's like, and he keeps changing the spell while he's casting it, and uh oh, things go wrong, and mm-hmm. hence this this calamity that we have going on here, where mm-hmm. people who know who Peter Par- people who know that Peter Par- Peter Parker Spider Man, boy, this is getting tongue tied here, are mm-hmm. starting to leak through into our universe, and but Peter tries to find this MIT person because. Strange says, you mean to tell me you, you didn't, you came to me, you did without even trying to make a phone call to these people. Well, asked me trying to brainwash the entire world. And we could have just tried to convince him with a phone call. 
Yeah, that's you know, he's like you can do that. That's that's a that's a Gen Z. Thing. Yeah, and and he gets and he kicks him out of the 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 sanctorum. Which and then of course he he's got to make a deal with 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 uh, Flash Thompson to find out where. to find where this mixer is, just to find out mm-hmm. where this lady is. And they're on the highway, and he finds her, and there's she's stuck in traffic, and he's trying to convince mm-hmm. her. But all of a sudden. The spider senses come off, and the the speed the the spider senses are dealt with differently. The only time we get the spider senses was when his hair stand up on his hand and his arm mm-hmm. in Infinity War. I think it's the only other time we've had. I mean, I'm sure we might have had some of it in No Way Home. I you mean, mean, far, uh, from I mean home? far from oh, home. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he had the spidey senses far, in Far From Home. Yeah, he used it in Far From Home. Yeah, okay. As a matter of fact, that was the big key on. On how he was able to defeat Mysterio because he yeah. was able to, use, to his, use it to figure out the illusion and, right. and that. Right, use his so. spider senses instead of just, you know, the Peter Tingle. Yes, the Tingle. The Peter Tingle. <laughs> so then Dr. Octopus, Alfred Molina from Spider Man 2, shows up. And this was a cool fight scene. We finally get the crash, pow, bam fight that we wanted. And, our, and Spidey's mm-hmm. had to use the, the Iron Spider suit. That uses the nanotech uh, from Infinity War and Endgame, and mm-hmm. and that was that, a great. That was a great fight. That was fun. That's that was the hilarious part. Is is you know, and that's that's a great example because look, I mean, how far long ago was was the original Spider-Man two? I mean, that's what. I mean, we're talking. I'm trying to remember what year that is. Was 2016? No, no, I mean the... uh, the, Homecoming? No, I'm talking about when Alfred Molina was in it. Oh, geez, that was what, 2003, 2004? Because the the original one was 2002. Yeah, the first first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was 2002. 2004. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it this way. You know, you're talking about 2004 technology, and now you're talking about 2021 technology. 2023, actually. actually 20, that, 2023 uh, technology. Well, yeah. So you're talking about 2023 technology. Yeah, quite a bit has changed. Yeah, it's not just a big, a clunky mechanical tentacles. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of funny that basically, initially it was like, oh, crap, he's going to be able to, to use, he's going to be able to use the nanotech to, to to be even better than what to make Doctor Octopus even more formidable, and then it's re- no, and then just you know, uh, the, the Iron the Spider thing. suit just uses Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like, and it's like, like I said, it's one of those examples where it's like this was something where in two thousand four, yeah, in two thousand four wouldn't have been thought about in twenty twenty three. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's. Uh, Oh, yeah. well, I'll just do this. Yeah. And it's like, that's the part that was funny, because it's like, yeah. foiled by newer technology. That's right. Um, which is kind of funny. So, and then Strange um, shows up again, but before that, we see a pumpkin bomb go off after he saves the MIT yeah. lady. And all of a sudden, they get... They get whisked away to the dungeon, the, the wizard's dungeon. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no sugarcoating that. It's a wizard's dungeon, uh, yep. as says MJ. And Doc Ock and Spidey are in the dungeon, and they're all like, how did we get here? And 
though, and then Doctor Strange reasserts himself about, okay, we gotta, we gotta fix this, and Spider-Man's all like, Peter's all like, I need help, so he gets MJ and Ned to help, and they go to mm-hmm. the basement where the, uh, they call it some arcoria or whatever, some special mm-hmm. place, but it's just a basement. There's a washer dryer down there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a workbench. You know, it's nothing nowhere somewhat especially special. Mm-hmm. So they capture with Doc Ock immobilized, where at least his tentacles won't work, won't do what he says. So mm-hmm. he's been imprisoned, and Doctor Strange brings his friends in and says, "You need to uh, Scooby Doo this shit." So MJ and Ned are on the internet trying to find. Please, uh, hmm? please, please, yes, please, Scooby Doo this, this please. shit, please. Yeah. Because MJ's yeah. all like, uh, yeah, it was your spell, but you screwed up. Uh, we'd be happy to help you, but there was a little something, yeah. So, where do we go? So from here, we have, we're in the basement, and they hear about these. Well, they get they get the hit out in out in the boondocks. Yeah, the, the, the strange anomalies going on by this military base. And that's where Doc Ock says, oh yeah, the military is probably, that who we saw was the Green Goblin, who what? Peter, right? Know, but really, it was, called him a really big green elf. But really, it's amazing from Amazing Spider-Man Two. It's it's the uh, it's Electro, which Electro. is Jamie Fox. Yep, and, and Sandman it's Hayden, and Hayden Church from Spider-Man Three being the Sandman. Um, and I and I kind of enjoyed the fact that they did not make Sandman straight out to be a bad guy. He has always kind of been a character in the comics that's kind of skirted that. I mean, at one point, at one point, Sandman is a, in the comics, at one point, Sandman's a member of the Avengers, believe it or not. Um, yeah, not a totally a bad guy. Of, right. Um, and there was a period where he wasn't a bad guy, where he was kind of like, and you know, Marvel's he, he doesn't have any hero. grandiose villainous designs. He just wants to go home and see his daughter. Yeah. And this one in particular, but yeah. like I said, so I did, I did appreciate, I did appreciate that direction with things. Yeah, as as spell as Jamie Fox as Electro bringing that um, fourth wall breaking dynamic about mm-hmm. okay, this is some crazy shit going on, and uh, yeah, it's it's it uh, it brought a different yeah. Jamie Fox does a really good job. Yeah, he plays movie. it straight, and he can still be in that universe right and and in fairness his his take his him revisiting electro here was a highlight of the movie um i feel like you know it's funny i've i've seen spider-man 2 it's amazing spider-man 2 it's been a while but you know in comparison to what they made him do in 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 amazing spider-man 2 versus what we saw here they allowed Jamie Foxx to make this a better character. Yeah, he he. And, they wrote him better, much better for this role in mm-hmm. in uh, No Way Home. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and and he takes advantage of it, and 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 it makes for a better movie, without question in my mind. Yeah, and the exchanges between because there's this ambiguity between oh, obviously Doc Ock is in his own corner, he's kind of mm-hmm. siding with goblin which we get to in a moment 
But there, mm-hmm. there are a couple exchanges between Sandman and Electro mm-hmm. where they're, they're, they're great villain moments, great character moments, which this, this, which this film is littered with great character moments, great character beats mm-hmm. between these iconic characters we've known for years. Uh, yeah. So uh, Spider-Man fixes the mess. They teleport the bad guys to the dungeon. And when he gets back, he finds out that uh, Green Goblin was in hiding. Uh, he still has this dual personality that is battling the, you know, the like the scene in First Spider-Man where the, the helmet is talking mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Where he's got the split personality deal. So he finds Mary. He finds Aunt May in the what's this? The homeless shelter or mm-hmm. halfway house or whatever at the place where yeah, she, wherever yeah. that yeah, wherever yeah. she's doing uh, like charity yeah, charity work. work yeah, helping people. And so uh, Peter storms in only to find this cowering old man. Of course, he's covering mm-hmm. up his suit and the helmet's gone. So that's OK. I think, you know, could have done, you mm-hmm. know, would have liked to see the, the helmet and the glider again just to put it on or have it. But there's no way for him to hide it because it's not. Honestly, like... you know, I got to tell you. I was glad that there wasn't the gl- there wasn't the helmet. Yeah, um, it was a little, the, the... I guess nowadays, I guess it would be a little bit too on point. Well, it's not even that, you know, in the, you know, if you looked at, if you looked at where they went with it, you know, they, they put him in that hoodie and it's kind of almost the purplish hoodie. Um, yeah, he was in the green and, and purple, you know, with the right. hood. So if anything, it was really the closest they could get to what he would look like from the comics in reality. So to me, I was kind of like, at first my reaction was, oh, interesting, they're not using the helmet. And then the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, they're really trying to basically give him a look that looks exactly like the comics. Um, they did the same thing in the end. They did the same thing with Electro, um, where when he powers up, he yeah. Sometimes like you see the five stars around his head, right? Like the yeah, like, like the, the classic character from the right. from, from his origins. They did a really great job of trying to make these characters that they had never gotten a shot with before to make them look like Marvel characters, like you would see in the comic books. And I give them all the credit in the world for that because, because some of them, I hate to say it didn't look like that. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, you know, the one off, off the top of my head in particular, um, you know, Electro was just, that was just brutal what they did to him. Um, I can't remember how they found the lizard, but they did get the lizard too. And, you know, at this point we get to the interesting part, which is the part where Dr. Strange drops the bomb. You know, uh, Sandman drops the, the news that, uh, yeah, both Green Goblin and Doc Ock die fighting Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, just like, just like Electro drops the news to, to the lizard. That yeah, that, that that he's not alive either. Yeah, so they figure, oh, this is this is what's going to happen. But, but then, but but Strange arrives because he's contained the spell into this box, mm-hmm. and Strange says they got to go back. But Peter, being the good-hearted person that he is, who will not kill, says nope. And then a chase ensues where the box is uh, the chase for the box, pretty much. Well, I, to me, this is the part where it's interesting, 
because now you're going to it's almost as if you're going to the the same argument as Iron Man and Captain America from Civil from War. Civil yeah. War yeah. In that there is the we have to think of the greater good. No, we need to think of the people. Do the right thing or we do what's do... best for what's going on right now. Do the right. best do what's best for right now. And and it's interesting right. because this time this time Peter Parker is on the correct side of things. Or let me rephrase that. Peter Parker this time is on the correct side of things in terms of where he probably should have been. I mean, I get how that why he was where he was when he was there. You know, he was recruited by Tony Stark and he right. idolized and, Tony Stark. Right, and I get it. Um, and based on the way the origins went with within the MCU, it made sense. I like that we saw him go the other way on this, which is more the character that is Spider-Man that you would see in the comics. Because there have been occasions where there have been other other heroes who are like, why don't we just kill Norman Osborn? It's like, hey, no. No, Norman's my problem. He's been my problem more than anybody else. But we're not killing. You know? Yeah, so, so, the, so the chase ensues for the box... And they, he takes him to the mirror dimension, and the coolest thing, because Peter is a smart little kid, he figures the mirror dimension I where I rule here. And Peter's like, oh, this is just geometry. I can do geometry. So he, he traps Doctor Strange by spinning some webs, and they, they concentrically um, surround him. And, yeah, it was great. <laughs> using And the cape. Uh, Cog- of Cogliostro also that ensues in this as part of this chase and it was great mm. great choreography great effects great scene of course we see the mirror dimension we saw in Doctor Strange 1 and that's how Doctor Strange gets trapped and that gives him a reason to be out of the picture long enough for Peter to solve the problem and not just you know just use magic to, to fix the, the problem I do I will say this I think this is the one place where I get that side of it at the same time. It's amazing that it's clear there's a problem. And yet, you know, apparently Wong has interns. They're nowhere to be seen after they're mopping up the snow. After they're shoveling snow in the foyer. They're shoveling yeah. snow in the foyer. Okay. And we don't see Wong again. And And forgive me, I don't think where Wong went at the time would would basically now again i haven't seen eternals but based on shang chi the time frames i don't think they cinch up to where this would be you know wong would be busy doing whatever he was doing in shang chi so i there is a part of me where i'm like we just realize that dr strange is is a good enough wizard he can he can clean it up himself let him clean up his own mess this yeah is except, his mess. except except we know wong's never left Wong has said on numerous occasions, it's like, you're going to fuck this up. I better be here. I mean, we have heard that and seen that. And in enough movies with Doctor Strange in it, where, again, I don't know. I, I, it's just, to me, kind of interesting how magic yeah, where Wong is time. questioning his judgment. Even in Endgame. Right. Where he said, okay, well, this is, is, that, is that everyone? And Wong's like, you wanted more? You know, that's like always, you know, questioning his judgment. 
So right. you're right. So it's just because the plot demands it. That's why Wong isn't around. Right. That that's the only or or hey, we we can only pay Wong a certain. We only pay that actor a certain amount of money to be in the movie uh, for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So so to me, that's that. But it was a moment of disconnect because it's like, okay, there's more than just Doctor Strange around who should be looking into this. But okay. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we get to that point, and so oh, they sorry, use so they they all where... go to Happy's apartment because Peter knows that uh, he, when he first moved in to Happy's apartment, he knows that he realizes that Happy's got a fabricator device that can right. make, make pretty much arm. anything. And we forgot the arm is there from Iron Man. Yes, the original arm that was the clumsy arm from the Iron Man trilogy. Yeah, it's, it's in, it's in Happy's apartment. Knocking over the Lego Death Star and knocking over drinks and being the mm-hmm. the happy, sad, little, pathetic little robot arm that we love mm-hmm. so much. Um, so the fa- so Peter breaks out the fabricator and starts curing them, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He cures Dr. Octopus and he becomes... He's he's back to normal before the arms took over. By the way, there's something about that, too, where I kind of had a disconnect moment. At the end of the original second Spider-Man movie, he's in charge, isn't he? Well, he still hears the voices. Oh, does he? Okay. That's why that's what that was all about. They 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 get a decent enough exposition as to why the arms are doing the bad things. Yeah. So then 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 Dr. Octopus assists and get they they create a cure for um, Electro and an antiserum for Green Goblin. And that's when and the lizard. Did they have the antiserum for the vent? I thought. Um, I think they were came later. Much fig- oh, maybe that was later. Because Lizard was still wrong. in the box, and he was he was in the truck. Right, he was in the truck. Lizard was and still in the truck, and that's when and that's when J. Jonah Jameson has a scoop that they, he's tipped off that that he knows the building that they're in. So right, he brings so... his uh, his news organization and the cops to Peter Parker's uh, the location, which is Happy's apartment, and then we get the. The, um, well, we get green, the then Green quite, Goblin says yeah. we don't need fixing. Yeah, and quite frankly, him and Electro, him and Elect, both him and Electro, are not in on this plan. No, and, and so, they they dispose they, they they throw Doc Ock out the window because now he is now so obviously somewhat a good mm-hmm. guy now. So and then he's out of the picture for the battle, and. Uh, and man, Sandman kind of ends up in that. Fight Sandman just—he just bolts. He just gets out of there. Yeah, it's like but the real—the real issue is, yeah, those those other two, and you know, of course, the Daily Bugle has all of the footage of what's going on, and um, and the, you know, Peter that, says Aunt May run, and while Peter is fighting Lizard and Goblin, she's making mm-hmm. her way down the stairs. And by the time she gets to the foyer. The battle's already gone to the stairs because they're they're mm-hmm. they're smashing through the floors, making their mm-hmm. way to the bottom, and that's when the Green Goblin decides to blow up the foyer, the 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 bottom floor of the building, and mm-hmm. eventually causing the death of Aunt May. 
Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Neither did I. Well, as soon as well, as soon as he said, "You'll thank me later," that's when I knew that she's she's gonna go. And then you realize all this, the talking, all the inspirational speeches, and especially at the end when. Even when we knew that she she got up and she's still talking to him, and she says with great power, blah 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 blah. Yeah, so so that's that's the interesting part about all. So let's talk about that for a moment. So it's the first time in the MCU Spider-Man trilogy that we finally hear the The phrase, the phrase that pretty much is what Spider-Man comics have been built around for decades, which is. With great power comes great responsibility, and and it's interesting because where it comes from is usually Ben Parker, Uncle Ben. We've never had in, in this entire thing. We never had an Uncle Ben. We don't know what happened to Uncle Ben. We don't know where things went. What went on? Um, it seems the like the only gone. mention of Uncle Ben was his initials on the suitcase in Far right. From Home. Right, that's it. Don't we don't even so we don't, he doesn't and doesn't even mention Uncle Ben. Right, right. We 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 don't get any of that. No. And so and so it becomes really really interesting because you know, my first reaction is okay, it's interesting. My first reaction was wow, we're not giving. So now we're getting woke with this. My second reaction is okay, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm, I I can live with it. It makes sense if you if you're if you're not going to have Uncle Ben and he's not going to be a part of things. Sure, go ahead. Let Aunt May say it. Yeah, that I was fine with Aunt May well. saying it because ben... initially I wasn't. Really, initially I wasn't. Really, initially I wasn't. Initially I was like, wow, really. No, um, I was cool with it. You so, know, it took me a couple seconds so to then, sit there and be like, yeah, I'm I'm good. With and then this. she dies in his arms. And this time the SWAT team showed up and no regular cops, no ambulances, no one to save Aunt May. And although Happy shows up, but then, you know, he's got the, the, the laser sights on him, even as before he's mm-hmm. gotten out of the car and he sees Peter and he yells for Peter to run. Yep. And Happy knows what's happened. And so Peter does just that and he gets out. Standing in the rain, watching J. Jonah Jameson, and how about how mm-hmm. everything Spider-Man touches turns to ruin, and he's fighting there, standing there in the rain, battered and beaten. Aunt May's dead, and big emotional beat. Uh, yeah, just makes for like great Spider-Man storytelling in general. Well, it just makes for great storytelling in general because literally, it's like okay, and 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 what's great is is literally, I'm like. Okay, I don't know how you come back from this, except there is one way you come back from it. Oh yeah, um, and Ned. So we so we 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 go back to Ned and MJ, whom Spider Man has given MJ trust enough to keep the box that will instantly send everyone home. Keep it safe with her because she can't can't keep it with me because mm-hmm. there's too much danger. So she she decides maybe she's going to press the button. But in the fight, meanwhile, in the fight with Doctor Strange, we forgot to mention this, that Peter had gotten a hold of, well, for, for, all, for lack of a better term, his 
his brass knuckles that and gives him the ring. Yeah. The sling the, ring. Yeah, they give the the ability to open portals. He's given it to Ned, and now Ned can seemingly open portals. Well, uh, it's funny because Ned makes jokes about how supposedly his family is supposedly yeah, magical. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's like so excited to be in the Sanctorum, and it's like, yeah, my family mm-hmm. says we have magic, and, and, and he's like, I, I felt is, this tingly part, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, the best part is is that at what he saw when he says all that. Strange rolls his eyes like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I've had a tingling in my makes... hands, and he says you should see right. a physician. <laughs> yeah, to which only makes it even more amusing that Ned is amazingly able to do this. Has, has and magic. By the way, P.S. I, ma- I am magic. <laughs> P.S. Faster than Strange did in his movie. Yes, Faster Than Strange was able to do it in Doctor Strange, yes, in the first one. So Fascinating. So, so, it, so it brings us to the part of the movie that, where Ned says, "I just let's I want to see Peter Parker," and he opens a portal, and there's Spider Man in an alley, a dark alley. Yay, Spider Man! It's Peter, and he walks, runs towards a portal, and that's not his spider suit. Mask comes off. It's Andrew Garfield, and the crowd goes wild. Yeah, theater went nuts. Yes, yes, it did. Theater went nuts. Okay, try it again. As soon as the words "try it again" came out. Everybody's screaming because yeah. everybody knows what's Everyone knows next. what's next. <laughs> who's next in About this lineup? Who's next. And, and you know, out walks Tobey Maguire. So, yeah. you know, kudos for Marvel for for taking the most, taking a moment where you literally have everybody down to the ground and instantaneously turning it into, instantaneously moments later, Turning into like one of the great feel good movie moments in in MCU history. Yeah, kudos to them for being for being able to create to take that and make one moment from the worst moment to the greatest moment in in a matter of minutes. Um, that is not an easy thing to do from a storytelling perspective, and they did it. They did it. And it was a, not only was it effective, it was exactly what audiences needed. And, and, and P.S., I don't know about you, Mike, but I'll be honest. Um, I had kind of given up hope and believing that either of the two of them were going to be in the movie, especially as we got later into the movie. I was like, yeah, I guess this isn't really going to happen. And with their absence in the trailers, mm-hmm. but we all know we had that they were holding something out. Right. The, the well, the and we always and we said if the villains can get through to this dimension, who's to say the heroes can't? And sure enough, well, they did. I will say this: they shot. Now remember, and I have to go back and look at it, but I'm pretty sure of this: they shot different footage for that second trailer, because I'm pretty sure there's a scene in the trailer where literally it's. It's Tom Holland's Peter Parker trying to save MJ after falling off the bridge and it can't reach her. And it's not Tom. It's not Andrew Garfield. Yeah, there was some misdirection. There was footage and trailers that we never saw. This was like Infinity War where we had that scene where all the Avengers are running towards the screen. Yeah. And that was never in Infinity War. Right. It was misleading. 
but it's interesting because like that was the one where we were all kind of that was the one scene that I had kind of a tip off thought that they're there is even with that scene I'm like yeah because really let me guess the next scene right after that is is Andrew Garfield shows up and basically catches her and makes the save um, we did get something like that but not the same exactly yeah. so we'll we'll get to that here in a minute but yeah. So there's a, a great exchange between Andrew Garfield and and uh, Tobey Maguire and yep. and Ned's mother. <laughs> uh, clean up the mess. Uh, and yeah, clean yeah. the cobwebs. Clean the cobwebs. Yeah. Crawl on the ceiling. Like, yeah. No. no? <laughs> so then they figure out. Okay. Then and, and Toby says, you know, I've I had a, I had a feeling that. I've been looking for your Spider-Man and I feel I get the feeling he's in trouble. Is there somewhere he would go? And it, there is, you know, it's not the, it's not the top of the empire state or anything like that. It's on top yeah. of his school uh, because he's still just a young kid. And that's yep. the, that's the scene where there are the three of them are on top of the school thinking about MIT and thinking about going to college and uh, we can all be together mm-hmm. where it's where Peter is obviously you know devastated in the loss of his aunt and um where andrew and toby are there to console him and to explain mm-hmm. that that we got still got to do the right thing and and tom says i'm i'm using their actor names just to keep the keep it yeah that's the yeah. It's almost easier that way. Yeah. yeah. Not Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, which was a great another great scene where they had to work together. Where, yeah. But um so they well, they, they explain about hmm, Yeah, go ahead. Where they they console him and and where Tom says, "I want to kill him." I mean, that's no two ways around it. And that's 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 what I want to do and but then they quote they you know, and Toby quotes all that finishes the quote that he just heard from his 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 aunt who just died. That yeah, my uncle Ben said that when he died in my arms the, the day he died, he said that. So it was the binding tie, the phrase, mm-hmm. and how they all the others you know where Tom and or where Andrew and Toby open up about their loss and how they where he said or where Andrew said that. I was filled with rage. I can't let you, I can't let that happen to you. So, yeah, they go back to their dungeon and they're like, no, they go back to, where do they go? They go to the school. That's right. They're in the they school. Are, they're in the school. They go to the school's lab and they fix the shit. They Scooby-Doo the shit from the school's lab where they. Well, and this is where there's an interesting conversation. There are a couple interesting conversations. Yeah, there's great character moments in this. One of them, one of them has to do with the fact that a lot of Spider-Man villains end up being people that are friends of Spider-Man right. and Ned and Ned freaks out and yes. tells and says to yeah, Peter, did you, yeah, it goes to Toby and says, you, you, you have a best friend. Yeah, it's, I and, did. And, and, right. And then Andrew Garfield kind of says about the same thing. And the part that's interesting is ever, a lot of people are laughing at the line about where Ned says, I'm never going to become a, a, a villain of Spider-Man. And there's a lot of laughter from the regular audience. Here's the part where the laughter is even more amusing. Ned leads at some point becomes the hobgoblin. Yeah. 
and was brainwashed. Well, the long and short of it is Ned was brainwashed and became the Hobgoblin. But at one point, he was a Spider-Man villain. So that's the part that makes it even more amusing yeah. is if you've read the comics, yeah. you know if that you know, at some you know. point, <laughs> right, at some point, you know. But they still make it funny for the normies. Right. The normies laugh, the people who know better. There are two laughs that happened in our theater. The, the people who were laughing because it was funny and the people who were laughing even harder because they knew the background of Ned Leeds. Um, this is also the point where we start talking about how we make webs. Oh my God! They address and, they they address the organic web shooters, right? The fan the, the 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 source of ire for so many people when the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man came out because I've been on the internet for a while and I remember when that came out and people were really upset about the organic web shooters and they address it. Thank you. Well, I just think it's hysterical because it's like, can you only shoot them there? Can you shoot them out of your... <laughs> can they come out of any other places? Right, they come out from any other places. It's hysterical because it's like, it's a great point. We've never seen it come out from anywhere else, but this is the MCU people looking at it going, well, this is why this doesn't work. Let's show us this. But they still use it because obviously that's the character. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of funny because, yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah, and they do address that where, you know, especially in, in past comics and Spider-Man situations too, where mm -hmm. the peril does increase because there are points in time during when Spider-Man's fighting where he runs out of web fluid. Right, or it jams. Yeah, or yeah, or, or he talks about uh, they had he had web block because he had right. an existential crisis. Where it was like, I have to make this stuff in a lab and it's a hassle. But, yeah. They addressed the organic web shooters, and that was yeah. Because I mean, you can have fan service, and you can still have great storytelling, and we get this so well done. In this yeah, movie. it's it's extremely well done. Each yeah. one gets their moment. Yeah, um, the, they balance one... the the character moments between all these people. It, it it worked out so well in that. So and 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 then you get the one. Well, okay, so let's get to this. Does the Statue of Liberty really need Captain America's shield? Apparently not, because after the battle, it's not present. But well, but it's coming. They back. they made a common passing where I think when when they were moving into Happy's apartment, someone was talking either on the TV or the radio that um they were some there was some controversy. People were making a big deal about do we really want to put the shield on top of the Statue of Liberty? Because they did, they addressed the renovations of the Statue of Liberty after the blip, and well, uh, commemorating so, um, Brooklyn's hero, Steve Rogers. Yeah, the uh, irony is though, and, and I guess we can talk about this a little bit because we were going to talk about Hawkeye in a bit. It sounds because keep in mind Hawkeye is based after No Way Home. Yeah, because okay. this is Christmas. Yeah, right. So. They're talking about it getting re-renovated and put back on in the conversation that Yelena has but, yeah. with Kate Bishop. So apparently that's still a possibility in the Marvel Universe that their Statue of Liberty is indeed going to have the Captain America shield. Yeah. So, so then they lure the villains using J. Jonah Jameson as a great, mm -hmm. you know, because he he's, he's an enemy of Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man has always known how to use him to his advantage. Yep. So he calls a Daily Bugle, a FaceTime about, yeah, I, it's my fault. You're a menace. I'm going to fix this. 
And if the villains are hearing this, this is where I'm at. And please wish me luck because your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man could use some. Oh, right Spider-Man! So, there you have Spider-Man! it. Spider-Man! You the, can't the, do that, Spider-Man! That's right. He's a menace. Public enemy number one. That's right. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. Now he doesn't need. He doesn't ask for pictures. He just wants to. Not yet. Yeah. You know, Not yet. Spider-Man. Yeah. So, they they, Toby, Tom, and Andrew. Mm-hmm. Of course, oh, there's a scene where Ned calls for Peter, and a great scene in the lab where, like, yeah, that we're all, we're all, we're all Peter Parker. Yeah, and Peter, Peter Parker. That doesn't help either. Yeah. So we're all Spider-Man too. Um, <laughs> so they, the fight, the stage is set for the final battle at the Statue of Liberty, and the villains show up, and then things don't sink well because Spider-Man usually doesn't work well with others, but. But Tom says, you know what? I I worked well in a team before. I was in the Avengers. Yeah. They're like, what's the Avengers? <laughs> and Toby says, great. What's that? Yeah, that's... Yes. And then you Andrew know, says, like, you're, in, you're in a band? You're in a band? Right. Or, or the part... I don't remember how they got into the conversation about aliens. And, yeah, those um, was the, one of the strangest... Those the waiting for the villains to show up. What was the strangest thing you ever fought? Yeah. And well, you well, met some a, of them. Yeah. Well, there's this alien, black, there was one that was an alien. Oh, I fought an alien, too. I had to go off planet. I had to go out, I was here on Earth and in space. (laughs) Yeah, there was something about Thanos or green, or, 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 I think they called them the purple alien. The purple 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 alien. alien. Yeah, Andrew Garfield makes some car comment, like, man, I'm I'm late. Like, the closest I get is the rhino. Um, Yeah, the guy in a rhinoceros suit. Yeah, you're, no, you're not lame. You're not lame. We have a Spider-Man group therapy session. Yeah, that's the other thing that happens a lot is it's like there is quite the quite the reassurances to Andrew Garfield that <laughs> that he's he, I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. Gosh, darn people like it to the point of where it was what is funny because one of the lines that Toby says is you're amazing, which is great. Yes, because I was waiting for someone Toby, to tell him he's spectacular. Well, right. Well, but the thing is, is that his movies were amazing. Yes, they just were. Just like at one point, just at one point, uh, I guess Tobey Maguire, you know, the part where Tobey Maguire's complaining about his back, apparently mm-hmm. in the in the original in the in the filming of the second Spider-Man movie, Tobey Maguire had a back problem uh, or a back see, injury. See, they're they're digging they deep with these Easter eggs. And and ironically, they almost replaced him with ha ha Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decided to make light of it in the movie. Now they could take yeah, advantage of it. Yeah, they did a little. Does, uh, yeah, Andrew does a little bit of chiropractic uh, on this mm-hmm. to break this cracks his back for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. The moment where you see the three of them swinging together, and then they all land on the top of the Statue yeah, of like, Liberty, is that, that'll like, sell some action figures. Uh, forget some action figures. Okay, <laughs> let me know when the poster's available. Yep. Um, let me see. Yeah, I'm going to hang that poster in my room. Yep. Yeah. Or let me know when I can find that on the internet and make it my wallpaper or yep, some my, shit like that. My phone's my screen grab. Yeah, exactly. For my exactly. phone screen, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that moment is literally yeah. like, okay. Go, and yeah. they all go, woohoo, and they go down yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so they fight, uh, they fight, they fight, they fight. And yeah. they and, coordinate and then, their and attacks. Learned, and, and then we learn that Ned doesn't know how to close portals. <laughs> he can open them. And at some point, Strange shows back up. 
which is hysterical because what Peter's doing is working, so Strange is impressed. The other part that's amusing is Strange is also kind of somewhat fr- kind of annoyed that Ned does know how to use the sling ring and apparently knows how to use it quicker and better than he did, uh, which I thought was hysterical. Huh. Um, yeah, he was like, huh? huh. Okay. Okay. That incredulous look, but at, yet at the same time, annoyed look that son of a bitch, yes. the kid is magical. Which makes Doctor Strange so great and how he played off against Tony Stark so well in Infinity War. Yeah. Where he can be the straight um, man and he can, he's the serious one and, oh crap. Well, the one thing we need to talk about is, is at one point, Electro gets a hold of the Iron Man arc welder. Yes, the arc reactor that was powering the, the fabricator. Uh, when right. when when the fit hits the Shan in Happy's apartment and Green yeah. Goblin starts fighting and and uh, yeah that's the first thing that Electro grabs that's how he uh, that's how he they dispatches uh, Doctor Octopus where Electro has uh, an arc reactor the, arc, the uh, yeah the Iron Man arc reactor which yeah. is, um you know and again oh I'm sorry at some point there's a conversation and I can't remember if he's having it with Andrew Garfield. Or Tom Holland about I always thought Spider Man was black. You know that was after he cures. Spider-Man. That's after they cure Max. Is it? Okay. That's after Andrew Garfield cures. Actually, it's Doctor Octopus who cures him. Yeah. Uh, because um, Doc Ock shows up during the fight. Yeah. And um, Sandman and Electro are um, are cured for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, and where. Yeah, and, and Andrew goes to Max and says, you know, I'm glad you're able to, you know, and he finds out that you, you you do good in the world, you help poor people. All this time I thought you were black. And Andrew says, I'm sorry. i got to be honest. I really thought at that moment we might get Miles Morales. Well, the, the, I, we, really... I kind of, you know, waved at the screen where kind of like, oh, I was hoping we'll see a black Spider-Man someday. And we're like, uh-huh, that's what I... Well, it was kind of funny. I'm like, you know, it's interesting because there's a part of me where it's like, I, I think it was too difficult for them to get away with figuring out a way to to cast a, a live action Miles Morales yeah. without without anybody knowing. Um, I think if they could have figured out a way to do that, they would have done it, and we would have seen Miles Morales at that moment. But I don't think they could have. I think they would have been too much like aping the Spider Verse animated film, though. I mean, let Miles have his time in the Spider Verse films, and then let the MCU introduce him proper. I mean, there are rumors that Tom Holland is going to take a break from acting uh, to um, maybe start a family. Well, we'll see. But anyway, um, moving right along, we get the lizard. Uh, finds the open portal and the fight ensues. And then, uh, yeah, then, yeah, where where he gets cured. And then finally, uh, Goblin shows up. But again, Doctor Strange is busy doing other things because the uh, Goblin threw a pumpkin bomb that landed in the box that let Mm -hmm. the spell out and it's causing fissures in real, in space time. Uh, so mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is busy containing what's going on there. So that means the, the so Andrew, Tom, and and Toby have to deal with Goblin, 
and we get the scene where the famous scene where MJ falls off the the cliff and Tom dives after her. Except but, it's not Tom. This but time then he Andrew gets Garfield. knocked out. He gets knocked out, knocked over by Goblin, and then Andrew steps up and saves her. And that was again another emotional moment for Andrew. Well, well, I'll tell you this: the the crowd cheered loudly at that moment. Yes. Um, in my theater. Yeah. Um, for for that. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a huge pop moment. Um. And it was it was good to you see. You know, because I, you know, I I watched the I watched all three of the Spider Man films with Tobey Maguire in the theaters, mm-hmm. but it was only after the fact I saw the Andrew Garfield ones. I have less emotionally invested in the Andrew Garfield Spider Man, but after that scene, it's it's changed my outlook on Andrew Garfield's. I really always liked him. I felt yeah, I didn't like hate him, have... but I just no, didn't feel I, emotionally attached. The... You know what? When I watched those movies and I watched him, I always felt like he did a solid job. Oh, yeah. I always felt like the problem was a lot of what they did to put around him and the story and and some of the other aspects just didn't just just didn't work well. And and, and it's too bad because I always thought because in some ways. I liked Amazing. There are aspects of Amazing that I liked better. I liked the fact that Peter had to figure out how to make web shooters and had to do all those pieces and yeah, and all that stuff, stuff we and, didn't get from and, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. And Andrew Garfield just seemed like far more of a nerd and a wallflower than than Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker ever was. Um, and Tobey did always look a little too old for high school. Well, you know, in fairness, Andrew Andrew Garfield did a little bit too. Yeah. But he he it was with the way Andrew Garfield was 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 portraying it, he really was kind of an outcast. He really wasn't part of the norm. He wasn't part of he he he, he fit the part of the outcast really really well, and he played it well. Um, and it's kind of sad because there's an aspect of Andrew Garfield's character where they always kept making a question mark about the parents. And it's too bad because... Yeah, that aspect of his storyline didn't get um, the dust as it preserves. Well, the problem is the real... the In the comics, that storyline goes a different direction, which is that his parents were... I can't remember all the details, but it has to do with the Red Skull. And it has to do with the Red Skull, and and that's what happened to them was something having to do with that, that they were secret agents and something happened regarding the Red Skull. And there's a whole big thing there where there's that's how Spider-Man has a connection to the Red Skull in the comic books. Is Yeah, but obviously they couldn't do that. Sony couldn't do that at the time because of right. the and I don't know if of the, of the right. Uh, IPs. Right. And and so there was too many issues there that that wasn't right. going to happen. Um, so, yeah, so so there's that. Um, again, you know, God, God bless William Defoe. Um, yes, we, we, we thought we thought he was good in the first Spider-Man movie. Nothing compared to what he did in this movie. Uh, he takes it yeah, to he a whole was, new level. Was sinister and crazy, and almost at a times sympathetic mm-hmm. when he's not the you know when the other when his original 
you know, personality takes over. But as yeah. as as we get to the as the, the build up to the final battle between Tom Holland and Green Goblin, Norman mm-hmm. Osborn, and we get it of, of all places on top of uh, Captain America's shield that was fell yeah. off the Statue of Liberty as the dawn is breaking here in uh, in New York and and we have a, we get a, another another great fisticuffs fight between Spider-Man and Green Goblin almost like you know the Joker to his Batman yeah and yeah and then it was a, it was a you know it was a good yeah, it was a great fight scene a great way to end the 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 conflict and it almost ends with it almost ends badly but uh uh, Andrew and, and Toby step in, and of course, well, Toby really steps in. Yes. I mean, I mean, the, to the point of where I thought maybe he was his character was going to be dead. Yeah, he does get stabbed because he stops Tom from stabbing him with the glider. Mm-hmm. Instead, Green Goblin stabs Toby. Mm-hmm. But then Andrew throws the antidote to Tom and stabs him. Yeah. This time it worked because the serum didn't work the first time against uh, Goblin. Maybe that's because maybe Goblin might have uh, sabotaged it. Anyway, maybe. so then that happens, and then um, the the all the bad guys resolved. Okay, let's check up on Doctor Strange. Strange can't contain the fissures that are opening in space time and all all reality. And they're coming through. There's only one way to stop it. Tom realizes he has to... And part of that scene where where Green Goblin says, it's all about what you want, isn't it? It's all about... I see through Norman's eyes. It's all about you getting what you want. And this time, Tom can't get what he wants. And he has to make everyone forget. And yeah, it was... It was uh, of course, we know the emotional goodbyes to the... Toby and Andrew and of course another emotional goodbye to Ned and MJ I will find you I'll make you remember and not to mention Doctor Strange as and well and Doctor Strange yeah where it says where the exchange always during the course of the film it says call me sir no no call call me call me Stephen mm. he's on his bad terms with him okay you call me sir it's like so yeah and see you around kid and that's how it ends, and the spell's resolved, fissures are closed, reality is restored, and Tom Holland swings off to his solitude. And essentially, at this point, it just basically... And this is the part that's... Just, I mean, we could go scene by scene here, but the long and the short of it is they've essentially reset... They've reset Spider-Man to essentially what the classic version of Spider-Man is, which is by the time this movie ends, it's Peter Parker by himself broke. Getting his one tiny little apartment. Right. Nobody knows who he is. Um, Nobody, I'm sorry. Nobody knows who he's, he's Spider-Man. He's in his tiny one bedroom apartment. That looks awfully like the, the Tobey Maguire apartment, but it not exactly. Um, and Spider-Man, to a lot of people, is a menace and a problem and public enemy number one. And and so, and P.S., we don't know how Peter's going to make money. 
We, which, which, by the way, is interesting because it seemed like Aunt May had money um, or enough money. So I'm a little confused how Peter well, has. She was, yeah, she was able to do charity work. Yeah, I'm a little confused by based on where they lived, based on where they lived and what they were living in yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, but I there's just... also one point in time where, where in the beginning of the film in Act One, a rewind, mm-hmm. where. Um, Peter and MJ are talking on their phones and he says, yeah, I'm the most famous person in the world and I'm still broke. Yeah, there's that. But I mean, but the point being is it's not like it's not like Aunt May doesn't look like she's making a comfortable living um, enough. Not to mention there's a part of me where I'm like, you mean to tell me that there was no way for Peter Parker to access any Tony Stark funds or Stark especially not funds after, at all. Uh, especially not after, you know, now that Happy's forgotten who he is, he can't go to Stark Industries. Right, but you could have probably gotten away with it in two minutes before anybody realized what was going on, and you might still have passwords and things to get in and grab a few things, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, and again... The, the suits changed. The suit looks more like yeah. The he has to get Spider-Man. his for there was a time because someone threw some green paint on Spider Man, calling him a murderer, and then Aunt May had to clean the suit, but he had to use the Iron Spider suit for a while. And there's one time in the uh, in the forest with the power lines where he's wearing the black suit with the gold um, webs on it. I thought that was the Night Monkey suit. Yeah, it was yeah not. probably the Night Monkey. At least a variation it on it. Um, and when part of the Iron Spider goes back to Peter after Doc Ock is cured, it alters his suit and gives him like this other gold, not quite the Iron Spider, doesn't mm-hmm. have the tech to it, but it adds some extra oomph to it. But, so, in the end, but yeah, at the end, yeah, the final scene, he's made a new suit, a lot of uh, gloss, glossy blue, right? It's classic, classic red Spider-Man. and blue. Yeah, it's the classic red and blue mm-hmm. that that essentially instead of it being the crappy version that we saw all the way back at the beginning, this is a good version. And, and so, yeah, I think the interesting part is to me, Mike, is that really in reality, you've reset the character. You've reset the entire character. Not only have you reset it, you reset it to where you're at a classic Marvel telling point. Um, I will not be shocked in if, if, when Spider-Man four happens and, and Peter Parker works for the daily bugle, getting footage of Spider-Man just like he does in, in, in the comics. Right. I will not be shocked by that at all. Yeah. It doesn't have um, to be the now, of course now daily bugle is not a newspaper. It's just an, in some info, some, some info wars type website. Right. But, but you get the point Yeah, is, is I get, and it's weird because, it, it seems like an InfoWars website, and other times they make it seem like the Daily Bugle is legit. Legit, you know what I mean? Well, they don't. Not, they they delegitimize it because you know, he's behind the green screen, behind this crappy little desk that make it, makes it look all high-tech and, and right, flashy for the cameras. On, but by later on, it seems a lot more legit. Well, we'll yeah, see. At I, the I, end, I, yeah, at the end of the film where you have a final uh, monologue, in the mm-hmm. background from J. Jonah Jameson about, you know, let him, why doesn't he show his face? You know? Yeah. Where the seat, the set does look more legit like a regular 
either yeah. a, you know website or a news station or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And that'll be the other interesting question I have is, you know, all right, so the Daily Bugle is now a thing. Is that only a Spider-Man thing? Will we see the Daily Bugle anywhere else? Because the Daily Bugle, quite frankly, uh, is also technically the home of, God, I can't remember the name of the writer, but that's where one of the writers who is friends with Matt Murdock supposedly works at one point. Um, so then Spidey's swinging so, around, it's snowing, you see the tree at Rockefeller Center, Spider-Man yeah. swings into the camera, cut to black, credits start rolling, and we've had a great Spider-Man film. Um, would you say it's up there as far as your favorite? Uh, it's up there. Yeah. In terms I, of Spider-Man films? Yeah. Or are we talking just MCU in general? Or both. Yeah, where, where would you rank it in the um, MCU? It's up there on the MCU films. I will say I thought the first hour was slow. I thought the, the first hour it was kind of let's let it's like where's this going? Where are we going? And then right basically at the point where the villains turn on him in in Happy's apartment is where this gets interesting. Yes. And yes, the last is. 60 to 90 minutes is some of the best work that Marvel's done. But that first hour, and I get that you needed to do certain things and you needed to build to it, but I do feel to, like... To advance the story. Right. But I do feel like they could have done so and still given us a little bit more oomph in the early part of the, mm-hmm. in the, early part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, in terms of... In terms of Spider-Man movies, yeah, it's up. It's it's up there. It's up there. It's it's. I don't know it's, if it's number one. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's 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 in the top three or four. But I'd say, like you know, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, it might. I haven't watched it in a while. It might not hold up. But I, in my opinion, it's still one of the best superhero origin films. It might well, not be I the best superhero. Time, films. Spider-Man Two is. Spider-Man 2 is considered by many as the benchmark. Yeah. And it was for a while. Um, and it was in good. In some ways, it still is. Um, but um, and before we get to the post-grad stuff, I will say this. Um, I, I, you know, it would be nice to see a return of Andrew Garfield without question. I would love to see a return of Old Man Spider-Man um, by Tobey Maguire at some point, somewhere, somehow, within the MCU. I think that there's a place for that kind of Spider-Man character. Well, I mean, and... we are getting... We got Spider-Verse, and we got this, and we're getting a Spider-Verse 2, the animated, with uh, with Miles and Return of Spider-Gwen. Yeah, but that's kind of a different animal. Yeah, um, it is, but we're still we've we've had enough. Maybe we've had enough multi Spider Men's for a while, nah, at least in the live action sense. No, I no? don't think so. No, especially not considering the direction they're headed with with their storytelling at the moment. Yeah. Um, oh, and they, of course, given, oh, that the one thing we didn't address is that the um, because in no way home, uh, Mysterio's ruse was that he came from a multiverse. Um, yeah, and now we have a multiverse. And now we've confirmed that the you know that the multiverse is is real. Mm-hmm. And 
and Doctor Strange uh, says some, we we know very little about it, frighteningly little about the multiverse, which is obviously going to tie right into the multiverse. Well, and that's madness. right. Well, it's interesting to to me at this point because it's like how much of that is really the spell, and how much of it is what we know has gone on with the TVA and Loki. And yeah. those aspects. Yeah, we haven't addressed. That's the only thing. The Spider-Man No Way Home has not addressed Captain America and Winter. Anything. The events of what's occurred in Falcon Winter Soldier. Nothing from WandaVision, which was pretty much in Westview. And nothing that came from Loki, as far as we know. Right. There's, well, there hasn't been that, any binding ties what, yet between those well, two. Well, and let's, let's... Okay, so as long as before we go there, because there are a few other things to wrap up before we get to the, the post-credits on Spider-Man. Um, this, so, so essentially with the spell that Strange does, it's essentially a nod to a storyline that was done in the 2000s called One More Day, um, in which, uh, Spider-Man was Mustifio, who is the, the devil in, in, in the Marvel Universe that, to bring Aunt May back to life or to have her not die, that he would need to have to forget everybody and everything. Um, that storyline is still sort of there to this day that has never really been fully resolved. Um, even now, even 21, 20 something years later, that storyline is still has, has things that have never been resolved. And part of it was, some of it was storyline. Some of it was, Marvel wanted to reset Spider-Man. This was right after Spider-Man had come out and given his secret identity in Civil War, which is the other part that they kind of pull from. Not to mention the fact that, um, not to mention the fact that um, there was something else going. Oh, um, Joe Casada, who God bless him, I love Joe, and he's a great writer. But Joe decided for, for some strange reason um, it was better if Peter Parker and and Mary Jane were not married anymore. And if they really kind of weren't necessarily together anymore. And they kind of made that, and he kind of made that decision editorially. And that's part of what this was, was essentially there was a reset of everything that took place from the Michael Dre Straczynski and Civil War stuff that took place over about a five, about a five-year period. And the sad part is, there's some great comics from that point of view, from that point in time. Um, that Straczynski writes, there's some great Avengers stories from that time frame. Uh, Civil War, obviously, we've seen bits and pieces. But the real Civil War was really a good time frame to be a Spider-Man fan and to read. Um, it was a unique, different time for Spider-Man. Um, everybody kind of, you know, a lot of the other heroes knew who spider-man was and it was unique and it was different in that way uh spider-man was an avenger spider-man for the first time in a while was it looked like as public enemy number one um and then he comes out and tells everybody who he really is because of the civil war thing and then of course at some point he realizes i'm on the wrong side after of course he's done all these things Mm. and it goes to hell and it goes to hell. But, again, that's the comics. This is essentially the MCU version. And i got to be honest, 
the MCU version makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the sense in the world about what they're doing and how they're going to reset it and for what and for why versus what happened in the comics. Um, the questions I have, there's things that are confusing. Like, for example, do Ned and MJ remember why? Why would it, you know, MJ still has the cut over her forehead at the end of the movie. Does she remember why she was there? Does she remember helping Spider-Man? Or is just just something weird? Um, you know, how much, you know, what parts do people remember and what parts do people not remember? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, that what, what are the rules here about what people do know or what doesn't people know? Mm-hmm. And in terms we... of what, peop- what people are aware of or not. I mean, things weren't reset, were they? Yeah. So are, they, they, are people aware that, that Spider-Man fought Thanos? Uh, I think the, they are. Yeah. I mean, I get the impression all of that is still existence. It's yeah. just none of them how, remember how, how they changed their mind about the, the Statue of Liberty having the Iron Man shield. The You mean the Captain America shield? The Captain America shield. The Iron Man shield. Jesus, what a matter of... It's been a long day. Right, no, but, but yeah, I mean, there's... that, And that's always been one of the problems with One More Day has been, you know, they literally had to come up with rules that they had to come up with about what it what is and isn't how it works. And so that's going to be a problem that they're going to have that they're going to have to figure out. If they readdress Spider-Man in the MCU, yes. Well, I think they are. I mean, there's enough there's enough out there between Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige that they have already talked about this week that they are definitely doing the Spider-Man number four. It's out there. And it's out there from the biggest two names of the people who would tell you yeah. whether or not there is one or not. But so what if they, Spider-Man, they say, what if this Spider-Man is Miles Morales? Mm, and Spider-Man if, 4. It, it, it might be at some point, but I don't think that it will be at the beginning of it. Hmm. Um, I think they're still going to do Tom Holland. Well, they have to keep throwing money at him, but yeah. I don't think they have a, given what the numbers were here, they're not going to have a problem throwing money at it. No. They made a lot of, I mean, supposedly the movie was, a bu- the budget was $200 million or something like that. They made it back worldwide. Yeah, and they had to delay it for a, sh- for a while, obviously, because of the events of 2020 and 2021. Right. But they, they made it back in spades. Oh, yeah. And, and, and by the way, Here's the interesting part. This is assuming, and, and, and I gotta say it, you know, once it starts to leak out more that the other two are in it, you know, though, that, I, I think the numbers in terms of people going the following week, I mean, Christmas is right here. I know there are some people who are probably waiting to go with their families at the holiday. Um, I expect the numbers to go, I expect the numbers to be big. Um, I expect it to be ridiculous. Yeah, but you're, it's going to get split between Matrix and Sing 2 this week. Yeah, but eh, I don't think so. Because Matrix so. is a beloved franchise, too, with their the hardcore fans. It is, but keep in mind... But this, this is with the MCU, you know, and give, granted, I saw it twice, so I don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think I'm going to see it a third time. 
Um, but keep in mind, too, and, you know, this is what will technically hurt Matrix on the box on, on the box office is there'll be a lot of people watching it. A lot of quite a bit of them will be at home. Yep. Uh, Sing too. Yeah, I think you'll get people. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that the numbers are going to continue to move on on Spider-Man and in the positive direction that there isn't going to be nearly the drop off like there has been on other movies at times. Because it's going to start to get out that, yeah, the other two are in this movie. It's going to get out. Um, I know a lot of people have been quiet, but it's, 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 yeah, it's hard I'm, to keep quiet. Yeah, I was quiet. lucky I did keep... not catch any spoilers before I saw it right. in theater. But I'm already seeing all over the internet things where it's like, they're kind of keeping it, they're trying to keep it down. But at the same time, it's like, there's too much excitement about this movie. And... And and sites have got to put stuff out, and and you get the idea, and and yeah, you know, I, I it's gonna, you know, there's some people where it's gonna be, hey, you know what? Yeah, they are. Oh shit, I really want to see it now. You know, you know, um, but yeah, I, I'll be, we'll be curious, we'll be curious. So I guess let's get to the post credit stuff. Yep, there's two, only two this time. Um, mm-hmm. We get a like the the faces, and then before the real credits, before the all the thousands of boring people that who who helped contribute to make this film started, we get all the stars and all the the, the fancy animation. Our first post credit scene is a bar somewhere south of the border, we presume, and it's Tom Hardy. And he's drinking, talking to the bartender. And he's also Venom's talking. And and a great exchange between him and the bartender. was like, yeah, what's... I'm hearing all these stories about was this purple guy who likes stones. I'm like, who likes the stones? But mm-hmm. the bartender said, he took my family for five years. <laughs> he made my family disappear for five years. So Tom says, ah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go. Or Eddie, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh I get I'm used to act calling referring to the actors so I don't get them confused. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pivot the Spider Man. And then all of a sudden he's whisked away, just like how the all the villains and heroes were uh whisked away when Doctor Strange completes a spell. And before he pays his bill at the bar. But what happens? Mm-hmm. A tiny bit of black stuff lands on the countertop of the bar. And it moves, and then we cut the black. So, so leaving yeah, helping, so. leaving open a possibility of venom in this universe. Well, and it, it kind of so there's there's a few things. One, venom does die in Spider-Man three. Um, in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man three. In the Tobey Maguire, but yeah. Venom, this version of Venom has never met Spider-Man. So he doesn't know who Spider-Man is. Or does he? And this becomes part of the question. Why did this Venom get pulled through? Um, Which begs the question, has the symbiote, does the symbiote travel through the multiverse? Or has it traveled through the multiverse? Or is it aware of the multiverse in some way, shape, or form? Is that why it got pulled through? I don't know. How did it escape Doctor Strange's spell? 
because the plot demands it. Well, and that's the other thing. Okay, so now, so now there's a part of Venom here, um, which begs the question: All right, what's the plan with this, and how does this work, and why did it get to stay? Um, versus, you know, wh- how is that possible? Um, I look, you know, the one thing, and, and I don't know how much you're aware. There's been a lot of changes in in some of Venom's backstory. It doesn't change the fact of how we originally met Venom and how we originally got to Venom. But the interesting part is there's been a lot of done about where the symbiotes come from and that there's this planet and that there's a god that's basically... I think it's called it's called Null, and essentially, he's the king of the symbiotes or something like that. And again, I don't remember all of it. This is all current stuff, and I haven't kept as much up on it. But the long and short of it is, this guy is as powerful as Thanos, maybe more. And I know at some point, whether it's Sony or or Marvel, they want to get there, and they want to use it. Because there's a lot of really good material there that they can use from Venom on that. But are they going to get there with the MCU, or are they going to try and do that with Tom Hardy's Venom? Well, and that becomes part... I'll tell you what would be interesting. What would be interesting is, considering you're talking about about a multiverse, now this would be something. If Venom 3 was Tom Hardy, Andrew Garfield... Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland versus Null, the symbiote king. Hmm. And P.S. I don't think that's enough. I'll tell you that right now. I don't think that's enough hmm. to win. Well, then, based well. On, based on the power level that supposedly is going on, that maybe it's be Avengers. Enough. Maybe he's an Avengers level baddie. Well, and he is. That's that's yeah. the point. Okay. Is it seems like maybe they might maybe, be setting it up. Who knows? Well, and there was talk. You know, here's the thing: as much as there's been talk about how many more Tom Holland movie, how much more Tom Holland's doing in in the MCU, one of the parts of that agreement was that Marvel and and Sony were looking to work together more in terms of crossing their universes and building up that. If that's the case, there's a lot that can be going on here. So we'll see. But yeah, I again, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I was kind of surprised that we didn't see... This is the only place we saw Venom. Um, the only thing I can come up with is, quite frankly, they probably filmed both scenes during the while they were filming Venom. I mean, Venom 2. They filmed both scenes while they were they were filming Venom 2. Does this tie in, tie in at all to the post-credit scene from Car- Let There Be Carnage? Yeah. Okay. Basically, the post-credit scene is literally... And that's the interesting part. Venom... Venom is having a conversation with Eddie about... You do not... like Because they're talking... He, they're talking in general. And Venom is talking about... Eddie's talking about letting me in on more things and I feel like there's things you're not telling me and Venom is like there's only so many things that you can comprehend 
there are things that you just can't understand that I have seen in places and things that I have seen that you will not be able to comprehend. And they kind of get into it. And Venom is about to show Tom Hardy one of them when the spell goes off. That And then he finds himself in the MCU version. Okay. The interesting part to me is, based on that conversation, there's a lot that can be said from that. I mean, that Venom is aware that there's a multiverse. Venom is aware... You, you catch my drift. There's a lot that you can go... For all we know, that Venom could be the same Venom that Tobey Maguire fought. Possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but possible. You know? Um, but we don't know. And we're not gonna know. So let's... I guess let's get to the multiverse... Get to the get to the multiverse trailer. Yeah. At the very end, we had to sit through all the credits, and... Um, only, only a few people got up after the, the Venom uh, uh, tease scene. A mm-hmm. uh, few people got up, but most people were smart enough to be like, yep, I'm going to sit in through the credits. A lot of people huddled by the exit waiting to see it as they were ready to leave as soon as the it was finally totally over. But we get the a trailer pretty much for the Multiverse of Madness, which is Doctor Strange 2, where Doctor Strange, some he's he's created he's made a transgression with this last spell, this this botched spell that's caused some stuff and the forgetting and all that. I mean, he has cast the forgetting spell, and they do they, they do uh, address that where he has used this forgetting spell before, uh, but there have been obviously the consequences were were bad. So there are ramifications to what Doctor Strange has done. He goes to out in the woods where where we see Wanda at the end of WandaVision alone in this cabin in the woods. And that's the first time that WandaVision, anything WandaVision related gets referenced. Yes. Where he goes to Wanda and says, I thought you'd show up eventually. And he's like, I'm not here to talk about Westview. I'm here because I need your help. And so we know we know that shit's gone bad. Something is happening that Doctor Strange needs help. And we get these these strange images, and we hear a disembodied voice say, "The greatest threat to the universe is you." And well, that's what's his name. That's the evil Doctor Strange from What If. The corrupted well, we Doctor think, Strange. We, we believe that's him, be. right? Yeah. Um, but Mordu is is also involved in all of this, and I. And, you know, he's a classic Doctor Doctor Strange bad guy. So that's part of it. The interesting part, too, is, is we see America. We see that for the first time we see America Chavez, which yep. is another Marvel character. So we know America Chavez is in this movie. We know that Wanda is in this movie. There's rumors that Loki is in this movie. Yeah. There are rumors that Loki is in this movie, which would make all the sense in the world for obvious reasons. Um, especially considering what we're talking about, that this all would make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, let's, I guess let's get to it. So there's a dark looking Dr. Strange. And I thought maybe at first I was like, no, maybe I'm jumping the gun on this. It looks a lot like the evil Dr. Strange from the, from what if. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. And it's funny. You and I had the we, we we talked about this during after what if about will these stories become 
follow their find their way into the live action and apparently apparently the answer is yes which begs the question who else will we be seeing that's coming through from what if and if i had guesses the most obvious one is we're going to see um what's her name captain carter maybe I, I have an article from Screen Rant from two months ago that Doctor Strange 2 has was, was delayed. It was originally set to go in March. Now they pushed it to May of 2022. So yeah. we're not going to get Season 2 of Loki before we get Doctor Strange 2. That's what happens with that. But it's still great. It was, um, yeah, wets our whistle enough. We're okay. We'll We'll all be back in our seats uh, for Doctor Strange too. Mm. Uh, so what? No. So, um, so what do you give it? What's your ratings out of five? Yeah, man's. Yeah, I guess I'm giving it five. Well, what? No, I, I guess I'll go four, four, four and three quarters, really. Okay. It was really good. Yeah, I mean, I'll go up there. I mean, in terms of what I wanted. I got what I wanted. Yeah, we got what we wanted, and it was done quite well. I mean, like I said earlier, we can get fan service, and we can still get good storytelling, and they proved it. Yeah. So I'm I'm four and a half out of five, yeah, man. Like I said, I'm still not positive because of reshoots that we won't end up getting Loki involved. I just, I, I think that that's part of things. So we'll see. But but we'll see, um, you know it's it's it'll be you know they've certainly left the door open for a lot here. Um, I don't know how you do. I mean, I guess you could do a multiverse story at this point without him, but I don't know how you do that based on what happened in Loki. I just don't know how. I think at some point he's got to show his face. Well, don't do we know that? Thor, that Loki's going to show up in in Thor: Love and Thunder. Probably there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably there too because it's well. Let's be honest; it's Thor. So you know, we had we've not had a Thor movie without Loki. Right. So I can't imagine that won't be the case. So, really, in reality, you need to figure out a way to get Loki to pop back in. Makes a lot of sense that you get him in a movie somewhere before that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Um, you know, we can go to the other Marvel thing that dropped this past week. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, in any other week, this this Hawkeye episode five would be all the talk. Um, but because of Spider Man No Way Home, it sort of takes a back seat. Yeah, um, yeah, we can hit the bullet points of uh, Hawkeye's episode five. Well, I mean, the long and the short of it is, I mean, the long and the short of it is we, we could just go straight to it. Yeah. Which is, which is the biggest part of it is, yeah, the King Queen's back. Which makes sense, because if you're bringing back Charlie Cox and played da- Daredevil, then it's, then the Kingpin is back. Played and by the same sense. guy who was Kingpin in the Netflix series. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. And so... And we get a good exchange between Kate and... Yelena. Yep. You know, she's she's not there to kill her. She's there to 
banks uh, get information, pretty much. Right. I mean, that's one of the other highlights of, of that is is that, although I will say the fight sequence that goes on where... where Between Clint, Maya and, um, and Hawkeye. Yeah, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, we're gonna I, this this last episode of 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 Hawkeye is gonna be interesting. Um, the Kingpin coming back and being in the MCU, boy, there's so much there. I mean, that that opens a lot of doors, and you know, even even in that matter regarding Spider Man, it opens doors. I mean. It as makes sense, as, too, because Ronan has spent five years killing all these bad people. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to rise to the top. Right. Well, and, and and again, I mean, the the interesting part about the Kingpin is, you know, certainly we know he'll be involved with Daredevil. I mean, as much as he's involved with Daredevil, he was originally a Spider-Man villain. And so given the reset of where things are on Spider-Man, and and the fact that he's Spider-Man's a menace now, and J. Jonah Jameson is probably going to be, you know, highfalutin. You know, look, there are a lot of there are a lot of comics in which J. Jonah Jameson put out money to create creatures and bad guys who or people who eventually became bad guys that were supposed to go take out Spider-Man and capture Spider-Man. And, you know, now you get the Kingpin back. Well, the Kingpin, how where, how do you get these types of people? The Kingpin, you know, mm-hmm. how do you get, He's you know, the, maybe this. The, he funds all the criminal uh, right. mischievousness. Right. So maybe we do get the Scorpion. And yeah, then actually we, that's what uh, Yelena uh, calls Kate about. It's like, I find, I found out who hired me to kill Hawkeye. Right. But the, the, like I said, the thing about, about the Kingpin being around is he has ramifications beyond Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, that is true. He, 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 he reverberates to Spider-Man. He reverberates to Daredevil. Uh, well, well, that'll be the question is, will he be allowed to reverberate to Spider-Man? He should. We know he'll be involved with Daredevil. Um, obviously I have a feeling just based on some of the things we're seeing, I'm not positive there won't be another Hawkeye series. I mean, I just don't see how there's enough of an ending with episode six coming up that there won't be another season. I could be very wrong about that. But based on where we're at... yeah, And we've only got one episode left, right? Right, exactly. Which exactly. is going to drop before this episode. <laughs> right, right. But, but, but that's my point. I, there's there's way too much going on that I don't think they're going to be able to fix, or I shouldn't say fix, that they're going to get to all of it in one episode. I could be very wrong about that, but there's a lot of moving parts, and they certainly aren't taking the kingpin down in one episode. Um, if anything, I mean, I could be very wrong. Look, maybe we won't. I, maybe we probably won't, but let's see. At this point, you've got Echo running around. He's that by the end of this, Echo could be with Hawkeye, but Echo also is very, very involved with Daredevil. Okay, I will not be shocked if we see 
Charlie Cox at the end of this at the end of this show. I won't be. Um, if anything, it feels like you're def- you're setting up for a defender show that you might be able to do on on Disney Plus because you'll have you've got Echo you've got figured out you've got Hawkeye you've got a new Black Widow um, you can use either Hawkeye um, you're gonna have Daredevil okay that's enough for a street level superhero team and they certainly would be a team that would need to fight the likes of the Kingpin and or or his minions or his big bosses so now and you can build to that that team by building out some of these characters that show up and have their own series and whatnot but you know that's what they kind of that was the blueprint they used over at netflix i think they can do it here again um and if anything you've got even more characters to play with at this point because you've got echo you've got hawkeye um you know i doubt spider-man will be involved um, it's not who likely. knows? Right. Who knows? You they you know maybe they are going to bring back Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Maybe they do bring back Jessica Jones here. I I you know um, I, I I think they will. You know, again with the Kingpin, you you bring a lot of other aspects to. Um, he's you 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 have another decent sized big bad. He's not going anywhere. Um, he's a different type of bad guy than your Thanoses and whatnot. And but you need him. You need him in 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 your MCU. Uh, you need this kind of villain. You need a Lex Luthor style villain. He's not exactly Lex Luthor, but he's got a lot of the same aspects in that. You really can't. Where he get can to he him. can he is not about just throwing punches. Right. You really can't get to him. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting because I could have swore that there's a storyline more recently where the Kingpin runs for mayor. Now that would be something. Hmm. Especially if he was working with J.J. If J.J. Jameson like endorsed the Kingpin for mayor, that, like I said, I, I we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yep. excited because you you brought back a major MCU villain um, that you know, and the and the interesting thing is he's the first of at least two other major villains that we three. Well, let me phrase that: there are at least three other major MCU villains we haven't seen yet that we could get to. You know, now that now that they own Fox, we haven't seen Doctor Doom yet. We don't know what they're going to do with Magneto. We certainly don't know what they're doing with Galactus. All those are out there to use. Um, and mm-hmm. as it is, it looks like we're going to, for the most part, we're focusing on Kang. Um, which is interesting because, I mean, I understand that they had to plan this before all this, but. Isn't he planned? Who's planned to be the, is he, is he still planned to be the villain in the uh, Ant-Man and Wasp? I believe so. Yeah. But it sounds like he may not be. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't imagine based on all this that he's going to. I mean, for all we know, there's a lot there. I mean, it could be a version of Kang. It may not be the Kang, if you understand what I mean. Hmm. I don't know. 
Well, the speculation um, will soon be over as to what this is in the Hawkeye sense and yeah. whether they're going to tease another series or Kate Bishop will return in whatever. I'm sure we'll. So you know. I haven't looked. What's what's next on the. I mean, we, we've been very Marvel heavy tonight, but what's next on their slate of stuff? They haven't announced the next, like when the next series is going to drop, because after after uh, after Hawkeye's done, next week we get the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So this is not, this last Marvel for a while, at least announcement until the Eternals comes to Disney Plus in January, and then whatever Marvel film I think Doctor Strange two is next in May of next year. We might get another series in between, maybe season two of Loki if we're lucky. I don't know. Well, no, I'm, I'm looking real fast just to see what we've got. What's coming. Okay, so the Multiverse of Madness is is in for 2022. Supposedly, Thor is this year. And we'll see about Wakanda forever. Yeah, they had to delay filming because had, of our the some... actress was injured. Yeah. Now, it's funny. What I'm looking at here is all is all films. Um, let's see if we can find Disney Plus. They haven't, yeah, they haven't announced release dates for any concurrent seasons. I know we're going to get a season two of What If, season two of Loki. We don't know if we're going to get more Hawkeye or Falcon Winter Soldier, and we know WandaVision is done. So, okay, this is from CNET, and this is from November. It's a lot easier when they have it. Well, the news is we don't have any news. Uh, hold on a second. I'm just trying to pull this up. Okay. So they show the films. I'm trying to find the Disney Plus stuff. I know She-Hulk is, is, is coming this year. I know Moon Knight is coming this year. I just can't remember what else. I think Loki. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Oh, okay. We, we'd have to look. Um... So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the only other thing, obviously, is, you know, I don't think I, I don't really I don't really want to do Yellowstone tonight. I don't know about you. No, I didn't watch it. I watched 1883, okay. but I didn't have time yesterday because I was I went to is visit Ray really... and I saw um, I saw Spider-Man again and I got back in time to see 1883. I'm I'm I don't know. I taped the first one because it was on. It was on Paramount Network. Yeah, the first uh, the first episode aired there. on net on Paramount Channel, but episode one right. and two are up for on Paramount Plus. Yeah, and of course, magically, if you want a month right now, you can have one with discount code eighteen eighty three. Yeah, um, so I'll, I'm tempted to try it for a month just because I want like to watch the good white the good the ending of the good fight because I didn't get it. Yeah, um, and I've been told I need to start watching season four of Discovery against my better judgment, but I'll I'll give it a try. I'll give season four a try. Um, but oh well. I'm trying to think of what's... So this is our last show for 2022. 2021. Things, Until then. I'm 20. sorry, 2021. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the only things that are coming up of note that I can note is, as mentioned, you know, the Matrix movie is coming out this week. We'll have the end of Hawkeye. Um, Cobra Kai drops. Cobra Kai drops New Year's Eve. Drops New Year's Eve. Woo! Um, I'm trying to think if there's the Expanse is finishing out. Book of Boba Fett is coming out. We'll um, have a lot to talk about when we get back. 
Right, and ironically, we come back on the 10th. Ironically, the 11th, both <laughs> Superman and Lois and the new Naomi show, which is that the the young hero that Bendis created that they did a show of, both of those shows launch on the 11th of January. They'll be back-to-back on a day. So, uh, so we'll see. Um, but there's a lot of content in the next few, you know, in the next few in the next few weeks. That's that's dropping everywhere. I know. Got a lot of stuff to watch, and with you know the holidays and my promotion, I'm. I hope I can find time to watch most of it. I, I got to be honest. I'm kind of glad we're not doing a show on the third <laughs> because that'll give me time. I'm I'm gaming that weekend of the holiday weekend. Okay. Um. Of the of the. Yeah, I got to work uh, New Year's New weekend. Year's, the New Year's weekend, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not getting a Cobra Kai probably until the following, until that week yeah. after. So, yeah, I'm totally binging um, that, but I got to work. I got to work New Year's weekend, so I'll I'll find my I'll I'll find the time. So okay, so, I guess that'll do. Yeah, we're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We're on YouTube, click the bell, subscribe, you know, when I get new content. And, of course, uh, follow us on Facebook. We'll have articles and memes and funny stuff we uh, usually bring up here on the show. Jeff is everywhere. It's Dynamite Productions, Instagram, Twitter, here on Clubhouse. Jivan, Ivan, who was on the naughty list for not watching Spider-Man No Way Home. He's on Twitch at Java and Ivan, spinning his records. And yep. you oh, can man. follow him on Facebook, also in the Jive and Ivan's Vibe Tribe. Uh, a little saucy over there, so not for the young'uns. Download the show on usual podcast hosting platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify, anchor.fm slash SOTRT, if you are so inclined. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Hey, that'll help us out a lot. We'd appreciate it. And email us at SOTRTpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to those who have stopped by here on Clubhouse to listen. We appreciate you, and happy holidays and happy new year.